is A to Z with Mark Zinno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I ask, who makes this stuff up? Welcome in. We are live here on this Thursday and appreciate you guys joining us here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On ATL. Of course, I'm at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Coming up on the show, we got some Falcons news to get to as well. The second half of the Major League Baseball season and more on the Braves schedule and where some critical junctures could be. Before the end of the season, we will get to that coming up here on today's show. First segment brought to you by our good friends at BlueNile.com. I wanted to start today, man, uh, lists, right? Like, I I know we're in the dead period right now when it comes to sports and and everybody's got a list, right? And I am both a fan of lists, but not a fan of lists. Like, I always find them interesting to to read and I get clicked. I, I get clickbaited every time. You put out a list, I'm going to read it. Not because I generally am curious about what you have to say. Just it's like one of these barometers I'll use. Of where are people ranking this and that and the other? And it sort of just gives me an idea. And my, about eight out of ten lists I look at and I go, yeah, that's jacked up. Um, and so I came upon an annual list here that has uh, each year ESPN does this. Uh, what do you call it? The future power rankings projections for all 32 teams for the next three seasons, right? And they graded out uh, 100 is A-plus elite, 90 is A great, B, 80, very good, C, average 70, uh, 60 is a D, very bad, and 50 and below is F, disastrous, okay? And what they do is each of five categories are weighted to create the overall score. The roster at 30%, the quarterback at 20%, the draft 15%, front office 15%, and coaching 20%. So – It's a comprehensive ranking. This is what ESPN is saying. And the experts dove in on additional analysis for all 32 teams hitting on the biggest worries, stats to know, and what could change in the upcoming years along why each team landed where it did. Now, just for example, this year, uh, the Buffalo Bills were the top team. Uh, Kansas City was two. The Packers were tied for third with the Rams. The Chargers were fifth. Uh, The Bengals were sixth. Ravens seventh. Tampa Bay eight. I'm going to give you top ten here. Indianapolis 9 and and Cleveland tied for 10th with the 49ers. Okay. Now, I don't think any of that surprises people um, when you see and and hear the names in the top 10. And that, to me, um, is okay because you take it in a vacuum. But, of course, I went to look where the Falcons were on this list. And maybe to surprise or maybe not to surprise, the Falcons – were absolutely dead last. They rated their overall roster a 30. They rated their quarterback a 32, which means dead last. Coaching 17, draft 26th, uh, and front office 29th. So they are in the bottom, let's call it six, uh, in four of these five categories with the exception of coaching. And I'm not even going to go through the write-up on it um, because you know some of that stuff is subjective. But let's look objectively, and we've been over this before. And let me tell you why this is absolute hogwash (laughs) and why the people who make these lists are prisoners of the moment. Uh, And and I think that is the biggest thing, that that people who make these lists 
our prisoners of the moment. I'll explain that, but first, a quick word from our friends at BlueNile.com. You know, guys, part of the jewelry business, you know, uh, is he, you're looking for either uh, like wedding jewelry or just some fine jewelry to buy that loved one something you like. Well, BlueNile.com has it all. So if you're ready to pop that question, you know, what you want to do, do is go to BlueNile.com because they have online tools. They're very easy. They'll let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. And then Blue Nile's bench jewelers are going to handcraft the perfect engagement ring so that each ring is one of a kind and it's special because it's designed by you. But on the other hand, if you're looking for that piece of fine jewelry that, you know, that way to say I love you or thank you or whatever it may be, uh, and you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. They're available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift on every single budget. So make that moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get 50%, I'm sorry, 50%, 50%, that'd be amazing. But Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. And this podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. So use the code Locked On. that's code Locked On to get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. Plus every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your favorite forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, so back to this list here. Um, here is why these lists are hogwash and people are prisoners of the moment. Now, I just went back and looked at last year's list, okay? Last year's list. And, and, and this is what happens because things can change dramatically in the NFL, but I don't think they changed that dramatically. Last year, the Falcons were 26th on this list. Their overall roster was 30. Their quarterback with Matt Ryan was 19. Their coaching was 19. Their draft was 19. And their front office was 25. Okay. Again, comparatively speaking to this year, uh, every single category, uh, with the exception of overall roster, had dropped. They were 30th last year, they're 30th this year. The quarterback obviously went down, and that's understandable because it's Matt Ryan. Coaching actually went up from 19 to 17, but draft went from 26, went from sorry, went from 19 to 26, and front office went from 25 to 29. Now, either the people who made this don't really think very highly of Terry Fontenot, uh, or they are just upset that the Falcons didn't take a high-level quarterback when they had an opportunity to do so. Okay. But still, they go 26-29. By the way, do you guys know um, who was at the bottom of the league last year? Uh, and no surprise, it was, the, it was the, the Houston Texans. The Detroit Lions were 31st. Uh, the the uh, Philadelphia Eagles were 30th. And guess who was in at number 29? The Cincinnati Bengals. This year, the Bengals jumped to sixth on this list. They went from 29 to six in one year. So you're telling me, and this is this is why this list of hogwash. The draft for the Bengals last year was 28. The front office was 30th. They moved to 12th and 9th respectively in one year. Where they drafted at the back end of the draft. Like, you've got to be kidding me with this. And the even most laughable assertion. Like, the quarterback went from 13. Joe Burrow went from 13 to 5. I get it, okay? Overall roster went from 29 to 5 in one year? You're telling me they improved the roster that much in one year? How about no? And the biggest laugher of all is that the coach went from 30th, the third worst coach in the league in 2021, to 11th, Zach Taylor is still a bad coach. This is laughable stuff. 
absolutely laughable for a team to make that jump based off a playoff run where they got lucky, caught a bad, caught a good team on a bad day, and happened to get the best quarterback in the league in Patrick Mahomes to have his worst game, worst playoff game of his playoff career. Stop. Like, this is just ridiculous. And that's not a slight at the Bengals. It's a slight at the people who make this list. That is a joke that the Bengals could go from 29th to 6th because of one playoff run. Like I said, and I say this repeatedly, if the, if the Bengals had gotten knocked out in the first round against the Raiders like they were supposed to or got eliminated by the Titans like they should have been, guess what? They're not anywhere in the top 10 in this list. Top 12, yes. Playoff team, sure. But for crying out loud, I mean, that, that just that is head-scratching to me. Absolutely head-scratching that they could make a team be that much better. And oh, by the way, Zach Taylor didn't become a better coach. Players bailed him out. Zach Taylor, for my money, is one of the bottom five coaches in this league. And I've said that since he took over. He's a horrible in-game coach. Stinks. And I say all this to say, Falcons fans, when you see a list like this, don't fret. It doesn't mean anything. It's not worth the, 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 the aggravation of thinking that your team is going to be this bad. They certainly don't have the worst quarterback in the league. And they, they may be close to the worst roster in the league. But for crying out loud, give Arthur Smith a little bit of credit here uh, for what he can do and what he's been able to do with this team and this franchise and this roster. What was last year, and you'll see it again this year. All right, coming up next, more on Arthur Smith uh, and why I think the job he's going to do is going to shock a lot of people. That's next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back. It's A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. We're over 2,000 subscribers in just a few short months here, guys. The support from everybody out there in the Atlanta area and Atlanta sports fans everywhere has been phenomenal. So keep it up. Spread the word. Tell a friend. Listen to all the shows here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, whether this is A to Z or it's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery or ATL Day Ones, our Braves postcast, which returns after tomorrow night, right? Friday night, yeah. Uh, when the Braves are back in action, don't forget about Locked On Hawks and Locked On Falcons, all right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On ATL. And remember, I'm at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. We're going to get into the Braves uh, and their start to the second half. We touched in a little bit yesterday. I want to dive a little bit deeper into the latter part of the second half and critical junctures of the season um, as we forecast them out. So, uh, I do want to continue with the Falcons here. And oh, by the way, before I get to the Falcons, um, this segment brought to you by our friends at Bill Parr, but also John Collins still not traded yet. Uh, if you are like me and wondering when that's going to happen and probably thinking it's not going to happen, uh, it's probably not going to happen because John Collins is still a member of the Atlanta Hawks. So I'm looking around and hoping to see somebody who can tell me where John Collins is. And guess what? Uh, yeah, he's not there. Uh, hasn't been traded yet. So, okay, let's get back to the Falcons here. Uh, and you know, this is a guy I got to get on the show, Josh Kendall, who covers the Falcons for the athletic. I got to run into him at training camp and ask him to, to pop on here. Cause I, I do like some of his work. Um, and, and I, I think he brings up some good points about the Falcons, uh, and where they're going, but he does this best case, worst case scenario in Arthur Smith's second season. And, and here's why I think we're going to judge Arthur Smith a little bit unfairly. Um, again, you know, part of the reason that, Arthur Smith, you know, got the coaching rating he did of 17 is because he took a team that had a really bad roster last year 
uh, and only had quarterback as a salvageable position and really didn't have any dynamic pass catchers until Kyle Pitts really emerged about halfway through the year as a consistent target because Calvin Ridley went out with mental health issues and everything else uh, and managed to, for them to win seven games. And, and I don't want to hear about the competition. It's like, guys, it's not it. You know what? The Lions played bad competition last year, too, and only won three games or four games, whatever it was. So, you know, I mean, stop grading what happens in the NFL where every team is only two or three players away from making the playoffs uh, that, that the competition is so bad. Like there may be a team in a given year that is that much worse than everybody else, but it's not like, you know, the, the even the dregs of the NFL are still highly competitive, comparatively speaking. They don't lose by 45 points every single week. It just doesn't happen that way in the NFL. So I don't want to hear about the competition. I say all that to say that Josh Kendall says the best case and worst case scenario for the Falcons from a season standpoint, and I kind of categorically disagree with both of them. The best case scenario for the Falcons is that the Falcons go to the playoffs. They get a 9-8 and eight record, and he kind of goes down and counts the wins, this, that, and the other. That's not the best case scenario for the Falcons. Um, it, it, it just There are two ways you can look at the best case scenario for the Falcons. One of them, and the easy layup one, is that they absolutely stink and they get the number one overall draft pick. That's literally the best case scenario for the Falcons. Why? Because you have so many options at your disposal with the number one overall pick. Not only to take a player that you want, but trade it away for more assets. Uh, you can get other ready-made NFL players, and this is a team that's going to have a ton of cap room next year. Like That is the best, best case scenario, is that they get the number one overall pick, because the options at their disposal to rebuild a roster that, according to ESPN, is one of the worst in the league uh, are endless when you have the number one overall pick. It just is. And you will find a taker. Somebody who is desperate enough will absolutely take that number one pick off your hands, especially if you're not only asking, if you're not just asking for draft picks, but you're asking for actual players. Yeah. And this is a roster that will have space to pay players and will need talent. So that may be one of the best overall case scenarios. But, but the second best scenario, in my opinion, isn't about a record or where they finish. It's about the roster getting better and this team being competitive. Remember, this is the way you rebuild an NFL franchise. You do it with young, cheap talent that emerges better than expected. So all these guys that they signed off the scrap heap for $2 million, all these guys that they that they drafted and undrafted free agents, those are the guys that, quote, rise up, pun intended, um, and, and make themselves viable options on this roster uh, are, are the Best case scenario, forget the wins and losses. Turn these guys into viable players that you can build around with high-level free agents and all the cap room to spend. That's how you turn around a rebuild. That's what's most important for the Falcons this year is to develop talent. If they, if everybody they have on their roster is somehow good enough to get them to 9-8, and eight, but they're not like high-level players, you know, and they get a couple of fortunate breaks here and there, like – you can see the difference. You can still win games with average talent in this league and not have guys that are sustainable pieces, right? Like it's possible. Anything in a one season vacuum can happen. So that's where I look. I think those are the two best case scenarios. And furthermore, more than anything, I'll add one more point before we flip to the other side, is that if you can develop players, it says that Arthur Smith and his coaches are doing their job and they are good at their job. And that is also a critical piece of a rebuild is having a damn good coach who knows what he's doing. That to me is one of those things where, you know, 
you really get a measure of how good your coach is. Now, the worst case scenario, I'll tell you that in a second. First, a word from our friends at Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar already, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given you the coconut brownie chunk puffs. You guys told me to tell about puffs before, right? The puffs are that marshmallowy protein goodness that they that built has turned into a, a bar itself. Well, coconut brownie chunk got the puffs treatment. That's right. The built bar flavor you love and deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's fluffy like a cloud of coconut brownie goodness. Yum. Stop drooling and listen. These are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, all delicious. And they're here for a limited time. So go to built.com right now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste uh, amazing and they are great for you. Guys, I have built bars in my house. They're part of my daily sort of food regimen, the snack I need in between meals, something to hold me over until dinner, a, a snack post dinner late night before I go to bed that I don't want to be too filled up on. Built bars are the way to go, especially these puffs bars. They are excellent. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 at built.com. All right, worst case scenario for the Falcons. Um, you know, and he says the Falcons win five games. Um, and he writes that's not good enough to sniff the playoffs, but also probably not bad enough to get a top three pick in the 2023 draft. So, yeah, I, I would argue that's still going to get you a top 10 pick if you win five games, if not top eight. So the worst case scenario is to finish eight and nine, okay, and miss the playoffs. So you're drafting at 15, 16 with nobody in the top 10, but yet, you know, uh, a, a, hard, a hard chance to move up, you know, where you're going to have to give up considerable assets if there's a player you want. Like that's the worst case. That's the purgatory you don't want to be. You don't want to just miss the playoffs. Eight and nine this year is going to be awful. Seven and 10 is probably going to be bad. Nine and eight missing the postseason is going to suck. <laughs> because you're drafting at 18, 19, and, and you're not one of the, the, the 20 playoff teams, so you don't get a chance to get all the bump from the playoffs that, that, that your team needs. And guess what? You're stuck in the middle waiting for players to fall to you. That, I think, is the worst case. If they end up in the top 10 again, they're fine, as far as a draft pick is concerned, especially if it's top eight. I don't want them to, to, and I don't want them to only win five games because I think that only winning five games signals that Arthur Smith hasn't made things better. And I don't think that's going to be the case. So, you know, again, love Josh Kendall, love the athletic. I think he does great work, but uh, we're, we're, we're going to fight on this one. Remember the two best case scenarios to have the number one overall pick, okay, and develop the talent on this roster. Make that list next year when they say overall roster, not 30th. Make it like, you know, in the mid teens at least get that big of a jump. Coming up next, the Atlanta Braves will jump off on their second half coming up here tomorrow. What is the most critical juncture down the stretch they need to worry about schedule-wise? We'll tell you that next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Be right back. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Final segment of the show on this Thursday. Appreciate you guys joining me. Give me a follow on Twitter. At Mark Zeno, of course, follow our entire network at Locked On ATL. Before we get to the Braves, of course, it's time to hand out the shovel of wisdom. Brace yourselves because it's time for the shovel of wisdom.
how we do it every day. We like to hand out a shovel, whack somebody right upside the head for saying we're doing something stupid. And today my shovel goes to Strip Chat. Yeah, I, I had never heard of Strip Chat either until today. Um, but if you are like me and you don't know what Strip Chat is, it's probably a little bit like it sounds. It's an adult website uh, that, well, uh, is known for several matured-themed PR stuff. Adult entertainment company, Strip Chat. Um, and, and this is sort of shovel-worthy, but it's also sort of like, I'm going to give you a little bit of credit here. Um, Strip Chat offered a professional baseball team $20 million to become their exclusive patch sponsor for the 2023 season. Next year, Major League Baseball teams are allowed to put sponsors and patches on their uniforms uh, to make extra revenue for teams. Well, you know, um, if you are a company like ScriptChat, you, you probably need to go look at a team that is a little bit more uh, open, uh, a little bit more, you know, not like politically liberal, but just liberal in the way they run the organization. But you don't do is ask the most buttoned-up organization in all professional sports, the New York Yankees, to be their sponsor. Yes, Strip Chat offered the Yankees $20 million to become their exclusive patch sponsor. Yeah, the Yankees, you know, the team that still has, like, a racial grooming policy, you know, the one that forces you to wear, like, suits when you travel still. You know, the New York Yankees, the one that George Costanza wore. Well, those New York Yankees. I mean, come on. You got it. Chat, Vice President Max Bennett said in his statement, uh, what a better way to expand, uh, what a better way than to stick our logo on the sleeves of the Yankee players. We want to expand the visibility of Strip Chat across the globe. We know the patch will be one of the most visible assets, one of the most popular clubs in sports. It makes too much sense for the Yankees to work together with the leading adult live campsite. Let's turn pinstripes into strips. What new? You gotta give him credit. I mean, look, you know, if you're gonna swing, swing big. Go from the home run, man. I gotta tell you, you know, like knock yourself out. Uh, I don't think the Yankees are going to accept this offer. I'd be floored if the Yankees do take this offer. Um, yeah. I mean, that to me is absolutely bonkers. But hey, uh, you know, hey, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. This segment brought to you by our good friends at Coffee AM. Uh, I want to dive into the second half of the Braves schedule, and there are some critical junctures here that I think are worth paying attention to. You know, we talked about the lead-up to the trade deadline yesterday. Uh, and they got some soft games, the Angels and the Diamondbacks, and they get the Phillies in the trading up pretty well. Um, and then right after the trade deadline, starting on Thursday, August 4th uh, through the 7th, they play five games in four days. They have a doubleheader that Saturday, and this is all at City Field in New York. They're going to play five games, which are going to be pretty crucial. Um, you know, much like a three-game series, three and two or two and three only ledger in one game in either direction. But a four and one is two games, and that's pretty big, right? Uh, so, you know, I, I think that there is a scenario here where uh, the Braves can really look to overtake the Mets in the standings if they haven't done it by that time. And they get a small little lull with Boston and Miami on the road. No, by the way, that, that Mets series at City Field starts a road trip that lasts August 4th to August 4th. There'll be 11 games. 
10 days, um, just one off. Sorry. What did I say there? 10 games or 11 games, just one off. Um, they get a Monday off day after the Mets series, but other than that, um, in the current five games, four days there. Uh, then after that, there's a real seven game stretch back to Truist that is going to test this race team and how ready they are. Four against the Mets, three against the Astros. Great baseball. The best baseball. That is the barometer to see where you are getting ready for the game. That is what that, that is the, the, the seven game stretch where it's like, okay, this is a seven game series. They need to win four out of those seven games. The high level pitching you're going to see in the postseason, the hitting you're going to see in the postseason, the opponents, the managers, all that is what you're going to see in the postseason. That is a seven-game stretch that I think should be treated much similar to seven games playoff year. We haven't even gotten to the point yet where um, they have one more stretch against some tough competition uh, and one more stretch against an easy competition. Say about that, just step on the first four and at Coffee AM. As I say about the day, why? Because they do it every single day. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small-batch poster right here in Georgia. Some of the freshest coffees you'll ever get. Why? Because they're roasted the same day or close to it. They only roast current crop freshly made coffee. It's from all over the world. A huge collection, organic, fair trade, directory, technically crafted espressos and blends, flavored coffees, gourmet teas, and a whole lot more. That coffee AM is all roasted and brewed right here in our own backyard in Georgia. Go to coffeeam.com backslash lock on today. And take a look at their full menu of coffee season gifts at coffeeam.com backslash lock on. Use the coupon code lock on at checkout to get 15% off your order, your first order rather, coffee season gift sets, 15% off your first order. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Right now. Uh, let's finish up here with today's schedule. And you're going to get one more rest day uh, before they hit the final home stretch, uh, which I think is so after that seven game series I just talked about, seven games with the Mets and the Astros, um, they have to travel for NL Central matches in Houston. We know how bad Pittsburgh is. They get a small reprieve in Colorado, Miami, and Oakland uh, for a eight-game stretch. Three against Colorado, three against Miami, and then they go out west for Oakland for two. Then they get Seattle and San Francisco, which are technically probably But once they get done with Oakland, Seattle, San Francisco, and then the final 19 games of the regular season, all And again, I think, you know how bad the Nationals are, and they may have mailed it in by the time you get to September 19th, which are the Nationals uh, here at Chris Park, which is the last time they see this year. But it's still a division opponent, uh, and you don't take those lightly, uh, and they're not always easy with them. Look, it could be when they get to they got but basically, September is against two playoff teams, like playoff teams, Seattle and San Francisco, fighting for a playoff spot with seven games against Philadelphia, three against the Mets, and three against Miami. The last 19 consecutive games of the regular season, all against the NL East. That could be Records and, and records. So, 
That'll do it for us today here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is A to Z. You guys have a wonderful Thursday. Back tomorrow.